This is Blockbuster Film School Office Hours. Blockbuster Film School Office Hours. It's Blockbuster Film School Office Hours. Office Hours. Office Hours. Welcome to Blockbuster Film School. I am the vice principal of the Blockbuster Film School, Mr. Alexander Howard Bonner, joined by the principal of the Blockbuster Film School, Mr. Nicholas Mozart Souter. Yes, nice to see you again. Nice to see you again, as always. Ta. What? Ta. Huh? Ta. Vivaldi. V- <laughs> That's Brian Steps's. Uh, Super producer Brian Vivaldi Taps. Uh, uh, Brian's Lee Vivaldi Taps, excuse me, his full name. Um, he made a marker, he's going to edit it out. <laughs> he doesn't you want motherfucker. To, he doesn't want people to know his real regal name. All right. Count Brian's yeah. Lee Vivaldi Taps. Hey, he doesn't drink wine. Yeah, yes. Well, hey, everybody, speaking of drinking wine, you're locked inside of your house. You're not allowed to leave. You're not allowed to do anything. And that is why here at Blockbuster Film School, we are here for you. You are asking. You've been asking us on the internets, what am I to watch? What am I to watch on the streaming sites? And we are here to tell you. These are little mini episodes. We're going to try and keep it short, sweet. And we're going to tell you the classic, the high top shelf streaming sites. Soits. What to check out. Soits? Soits. Soits. Totals. And so. That's a great. Um, I'm going to fuck it up. Never mind. Right. It's gone. Hey. That's the Blockbuster Film School, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys on the next one. But this time, we are choosing Hulu, uh, the alien one <laughs> that is run by the aliens. They even had a couple of Super Bowl commercials where they just straight up fucking admitted it, yeah. and no one cares. But anyways, you're locked in your house. You have Hulu. There's a bunch of movies on there. You're saying to yourself, what should I watch on Hulu? Because there's a shitload of movies, and you don't know what to watch. We're here to tell you at Blockbuster Film School. So we're going to go right into it, into Hulu. And Nicholas, as is our usual gambit, what's your first Hulu pick? My first pick is Sorry to Bother You. Oh, what do you like about that movie? Everything. <laughs> That's a little bit not as well known of a movie, right? I don't know. I feel it's In our circles it is. Mm-hmm. In our circles it is, so I feel like it is, but I don't. Probably not. I'm just saying if you could give a little, a tiny little rundown. What's tiny little Sorry rundown to Bother You is. is Boots Riley's directorial debut. Yes. We got Lakeith Stanfield. Mm-hmm. And who played... Army Hammer. Army Hammer is in it, yes. yes. <laughs> um, as far as I know, he's the only person to suck that dude's dick on camera. <laughs> but basically, Lakeith Sanfield is a telemarketer yes. who decides to make money finally yeah. and just start using his white voice yes. and sells out and just sells everything. Yes. This movie is really good. It has a credible cast. It's very well written. It just keeps building up and building up and building up. It and gets a little ridiculous at the end. Well, I think something that people didn't realize, it does get ridiculous, but a little bit of a spoiler alert. I saw it in the theater and it dawned on me as I was watching it, oh shit, this is Pinocchio. It is the story, truly the story of yeah. Pinocchio. He wants to become a real boy, right? And he does whatever he has to do in order to become a real boy. And eventually it literally gets to a point where he becomes a donkey, you know, just like Pinocchio did. And it still has that same lesson. It still has the same lesson of not just be careful with your wish for, but be true to yourself. You know, when you're trying to become something great and trying to be what people want you to be, be careful that you don't lose everything that you actually like about yourself and become a fucking goddamn donkey. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't know. I really liked that movie. I thought it was funny and clever and weird. It's refreshing in its weirdness. It reminded me a little bit of almost like really old Joe Dante movies or, you know, kind of not quite David Lynchian, but like sort of has this weird, what the hell is going on? You know, it's got, I don't know, but I agree. I agree. And um, Boots Riley is also somebody to kind of watch. I would like to see what he does next. I love all the actors in this. The actors also kind of make this movie kind of come alive and pop. And, you know, I like my movies to pop. Okay. I like them to pop. All right. <laughs> Speaking of, my first Hulu pick is a classic. Now, John Favreau runs Disney, runs the MCU, runs the Disney animation, is one of the czars of Hollywood. But once he was an independent filmmaker who made a movie with his friend, who was a maniac from Chicago named Vince Vaughn, and it was called Swingers. And for people who were in their teens in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was kind of this revelation. It was a very different version of the romantic comedy. It was a very different version of, I don't know what to say, bro. What the hell is that movie? What would you call Swingers? It's a very bro movie. It's a bro movie, but it's a great comedy. It's very funny. It's refreshing and it's... It's a bro satire. It's a bro satire. It is. And also... The way that Favreau is able to have ensemble and have everyone kind of sound almost very real. There's this realness to everyone's dialogue. Your friends make fun of you and give you shit and try to give you insane advice and you're not sure what any of it is and they don't know either. And it's wild. It's Swingers. I don't know. Do you like Swingers? I do. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but um, I remember being very funny. Right. I it's one of those movies. The part where he leaves all the voicemails mm. is so goddamn cringe. Brutal. It's it brutal. is brutal. It is brutal. However, the scene where they're all playing NHL '95 on Sega Genesis oh, and then yeah. the pizza arrives, everyone still says, "Is he clean, Michael? If he's clean, tell him to take his shoes off and come in." You know, I mean, it just has this. Oh, oh, look, look at little Wayne. Look, he's, his head's bleeding. His little laser kicking. You know, I mean, there's this attitude to swingers that just sort of appears and it's a revelation. It's the Favreau revelation where he becomes John Favreau, the author and would eventually become one of the great Kings yeah. of Hollywood now. So I it's love also it. the first movie Doug Lyman directed and that's what turned him into a yeah. total monster directing. Yeah. Tom Cruise movies. I know. Born identity. Should just let Favreau direct it. He wrote it. He acts it. You know what I'm saying? Like I agree. And just a quick thing before we go to the next pick, but if you haven't seen it before, it's, quintessential 90s LA about like swing music is a thing. So that's kind of cool. And it's, it's literally about mm-hmm. a guy whose girlfriend broke up with him. And now he only has his guy friends to rely on. He is devastated by this. And as always, spoiler alert, when you end up finding somebody else that you like, who's Heather Graham, you just sort of forget your lame girlfriend back in New York. That's just how it works. Okay. That's how life works. Yeah. All right. Just date Heather Graham. You'll feel better. What's your next pick? My next pick is I, Tanya. Oh, hell yeah. I love that Love movie. this movie. Margot Robbie yeah. acting her ass off as Tanya Harding. Off. She's so good in yes. this. It is a absolute masterclass in acting. She yes. is phenomenal in this. And then the fat guy who's in that Richard Jewell movie, <laughs> who's in this, yeah. he is so goddamn good. There's so it many. so good. There's so many good characters. Allison Janney. Oh, she's the mom is incredible. She got nominated. A bunch of people got nominated. She won for, the Oscar. She won the Oscar. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, Tanya is amazing. And so good. As is Hollywood movies. They go a little easy on Tanya Harding and kind of insinuate that she didn't have really anything to do with it. Okay. But this isn't reality. This is a movie about this. And if nothing else, it goes a little bit into the fact that Tanya Harding, if you don't know the story about her, she was an amazing 
figure skater who then got wrapped up with her redneck boyfriend who hit her rival Nancy Kerrigan in the knee with a pipe (laughs) in the most moronic plan to get his girlfriend ahead ever. And she kind of fell from grace. But like all these other figure skaters were, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Winter Olympics is basically the rich white people sports. And if you're rich enough, you could probably make the Olympics if you just are rich enough and try hard enough and have any athletic talent. But she was not rich. Tanya Harding was not rich. And she worked her fucking ass off and was just a weird, tough badass who managed to make it to the top of this crazy thing that is exclusively for rich people. And they sort of hated her and she had a chip on her shoulder and Margot Robbie is amazing in it. Margot Robbie, I think is something like 70,000 times more attractive than the real Tanya Harding, but that's okay. I love that movie. I do. I love it. And I would highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. My next Hulu pick. We're moving quick. We're moving quick. I'm going to go with the J.J. Abrams classic, truly kind of the one where J.J. Abrams came out of Lost and kind of came back to be a pretty good director with Super 8, where he made his Spielberg movie with all the light flares and kids saying shit and Elle Fanning being kind of a revelation as this amazing actress. And it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch, and I recommend it. And it has a kind of cool ending, a much cooler ending than I thought it was going to have. Did you like Super 8? Never seen it. Oh, okay. Well, shit. Well, you are here in the time of cholera. It is time to watch Super 8. Nick, it's time to check it out. And I have all these tie-dye t-shirts I'm going to make for my Etsy shop. <laughs> you could, I don't think I have time to watch Super 8. You can watch Super 8 in the background. Now is the time of working at home, doing weird, independent business, and watching movies in the background, and Super 8 is perfect for that. It is perfect for that. I will say this. There kind of is no Stranger Things without Super 8. I think Stranger Things is the more crystallized version of Super 8. But it's worth checking out. It's worth checking out. What's your next Nick pick for Hulu? Let's have to say it. My next pick is <laughs> Booksmart. Oh, I love it. Booksmart came out last year. It's Olivia Wilde's directorial debut. Yes. Caitlin Dever, Beanie Feldstein. Yeah. It's their last day of school. They realize that all the people they thought were a bunch of jerk-offs <laughs> are jerk-offs. Yes. But they're getting into the really good colleges, too. So they decide to have one crazy night mm-hmm. before they graduate in the morning. And my God, shit is crazy. It is super heartfelt, super hilarious. Yes. You really care about these characters. Oh my they God. develop them quickly and hard, and you just keep caring about them. It's a great ensemble piece. It's so good. It Skylar is... Gazzando, who is from Santa Clarita Diet. and Oh, is... okay. I've never knew his name. Yeah, Skylar Gazzando. Oh, man. Playing a, pretty much his character from, <laughs> except with money. Yeah, from, but I love it. Yeah. He's such a great, I don't know. I yeah. love it. Jason Sudeikis is yes. in this. Lisa um, Kudrow. Will Forte. Will Forte. This movie is, I love this movie so much. Yes. I saw this in theaters three times. I cannot stop raving about this movie. I fucking love it. Agreed. It will literally make you laugh your ass yeah. off and pull your heartstrings. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's true. It's the best teen comedy that's come out in a long, long yes, time. Yes, absolutely. And I show it to as many people as I can show it to. I think of all of these ones so far, I love Swingers, but just see Booksmart. Just do it. Yeah. I'm saying this is one of those ones, pull your head out of your ass. This is an Alex and Nick one. Stop being a weirdo about it. It's going to delight you. It's amazing. It may become your favorite movie. Watch Booksmart. You're an idiot for not having watched it. An idiot. Okay? (laughs) So now there's a way to cure your idiocy, which is to now watch Booksmart. 
There we go. There we go. All right. Uh, <laughs> do you have any other book smart thoughts? No, I'm good. Yeah, I, same thing. I'm just gushing. Do it. Book smart. My next pick. Well, we'll go with this. Another teen comedy going back to the 80s, the Cameron Crowe classic. Ioni Sky, John Cusack. It is Say Anything. The light, the heat, your eyes. I am complete. Okay, listen. I don't know if it works every time, but there still is a thing where if you bring a boombox that is playing Peter Gabriel to your girlfriend who's mad at you's house, who is also 27 years old and you're supposed to be in high school, she will fall in love with you again, no matter how John Cusack you are. I don't know, okay? I think that works. I think that's science. It is still a delightful teen comedy. John Cusack and Ioni Sky are just beyond sort of charming in it. And even if you are jaded and a hardened criminal, you watch it and it sort of melts your heart. It melts it. It'll melt it right down. Do you like Say Anything, Nick? I have some mixed feelings about it. Mm. Dish, what you got? What you got? What's your mixed feelings? Let's just, let's just have people watch things. No, okay, but, oh, you don't, you're not, you don't like it? You don't like how handsome John Cusack is? It gives you confused feelings? No, I, I have confused feelings about actually, about actual handsome people. Uh, hey, anyways, well, no, it's I, just I'm not going to deter people from watching it. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. But this is another one where I think it's kind of one of those cultural touchstones. It kind of changed the game for teen comedies, made them a little more poetic, made them a little more dramedy. Sort of Cameron Crowe was doing that in the '80s, and if you've never seen it before and you just sort of know that image of John Cusack holding the boombox over his head, it's time to see it. You're in your house. It's time to check it out. It's worth giving it a watch. And if you hate it, hit us up on Instagram and tell us you hate it. You're on Team Nick. All right, what's your next pick, Nick? My next pick is I'm going to go ahead and use the word a classic. Ooh. If you listen to our last one on Disney+, Plus, you realize how handsome we think Harrison Ford is. He is a handsome and man. This is not the peak of handsome Harrison Ford, no. but this is the peak of... Shaking his finger at yes. people. You find that man. Yeah, you find someone broke into my house. You find this man. You switch the samples. <laughs> so you have RK90. <laughs> Talk about the fugitive. Yeah. Another Chicago movie. This movie is so fucking good. It is. It is so good. It's amazing. This movie won Timely Jones, an Academy Award. <laughs> if you don't know what the fugitive's about, mm -hmm. Harrison Ford is framed for murder yeah. by a one-armed man, escapes from prison, That's and goes to fucking find him. And Tommy Lee Jones, I don't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't He's going to go find him. And also, there's a stunt in which actual Harrison Ford jumps off of a dam. Definitely not a dummy. It is definitely actual. Definitely not a crash test dummy. <laughs> it is actually Harrison Ford. Andrew Davis, the guy who directed that movie, directed a lot of kind of awesome 90s, goofy action movies, the particularly best one, Under Siege, the movie that gave us Steven Seagal in Steven Seagal being kind of diehard when they were doing diehard, yeah. diehard on a boat. What if diehard was on a boat, but he's a chef? Also, he's like a kung fu master or some yeah. shit. I don't know. This is a good idea for a movie. But The Fugitive is amazing. I'm so glad you picked that one. We talk about it all the time. We quote it all the time. 
I've told, the only reason I have a timely Jones impression. I know. I've told that story. A good friend of my mom is in that movie, as well as a, so much Chicagoness. There's so much. Something that I like that Andrew Davis did was instead of kind of using extras, he would use actual Chicago cops. He would use actual Chicago doctors, actual, you know, people from Chicago. So it has this Chicago y true vibe to it. And I, it was just really good. Harrison Ford acting his balls off, Tommy Lee Jones, super awesome. And Young, uh, Julianne, Julianne Moore, Julianne Moore, and listen to our Julianne Moore episode, and it's really cool. Joey it's, Pants is in there. Joey Pantaleo. Listen to our Joey Pants episode. <laughs> that exists. That's not up. That's up on uh, Hollywood Video Community College. <laughs> they did three parts on Joey Pants. Yes. Go check that out. We just did one on him as one of the Fratellis and Goonies. But watch The Fugitive. It's another one. It's another one. You've never seen The Fugitive? I will tell one quick little story. My grandfather, who exclusively watched... John Wayne movies. We got him a VHS copy of The Fugitive for Christmas one year, and then he sent me a letter that said that he enjoyed it and has watched it several times. And I was like, yeah, see? See? There are other movies other than just weird John Wayne movies. Okay. So (laughs) the next pick for me, for Hulu, is now it was a bomb. And it got kind of critically wrecked. I don't know why. It is the Matt Damon, Alexander Payne movie, Downsizing, about Matt Damon becoming a tiny little person to try and save the world. It is a bizarre movie about a new technology coming out where people can be shrunk down to a very little size. And if a lot, a lot of people do this, then the earth becomes much larger and the impact of humans on the earth becomes much less dire in terms of climate change. I found this movie very pertinent to the world we live in and asked a lot of, I think it's probably why people hated it because it sort of sensibly and kind of heartfelt wise and also cleverly talked about some of the things we all worry about. And when people go to the movies, they don't want to worry about things. I don't know, but did you see downsizing Nick? I haven't. All right. Brian, super producer, Brian Tepps, like he's giving the thumbs up. I recommend it. Once again, I've brought this over the last episode or the last mini episode that I like it when things are little. I like things being shrunk down. I enjoy that idea. I find it very adorable. And it's cool. It's a very cool movie. And I've watched it twice, and I think it's worth watching again. So, Nicholas, what is your next Pickles? Cut that joke. <laughs> My last one is the John Carpenter cult classic, Ooh. They Live. They they do. Rowdy Piper. You boys, you're doing the greatest job as me, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I'm from the Canadian, but I'm going to kill you, I'm the Piper. That's how Rowdy Rowdy Piper talked. Anyways. That's how the maniac talked. <laughs> That's how his wrestling persona would talk, yes. Anyways, so uh, mm-hmm. they live. Rowdy Piper is um, essentially a drifter who just finds some work, and then he finds some sunglasses and a box, and he can see the evil that's all really around us. Pertinent to the world as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone's seen those memes of the, yeah. him putting the glasses on and then something being revealed. That's where this is from. And he may have been a professional wrestler who was just wandering around and became the hero. Has the classic line. What is it? I can't. came here to do two things. Kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of bubble gum. That means he's just going to kick ass now. I figured it out. <laughs> I Yeah, you're right. In terms of... John Carpenter movies, it's kind of one of the sillier ones in a lot of ways, but it also, in terms of his social commentary stuff, is... It's really good. It's amazing. Spookily is most pertinent. Also, and there's a 10-minute fight scene, literally 10 minutes, between him and Keith David. Yes. That does not stop. Does, does not stop. And he's You're going to put on these glasses. 
He starts. Uh, I literally start doing the Harrison Ford thing. God damn it! Ways me, Roddy Roddy Piper. Anyways, I love it. And R.I.P. to Roddy Roddy Piper. Absolutely. Supposedly kind of a mensch, kind of a good dude all around, and a real shame that his acting career didn't kind of take off because he was too rowdy. I think maybe. Also, I mean, honestly. Also, when we lived on uh, Albany, the people mm. above us had a Wi-Fi thing that was Rowdy Router Piper. <laughs> I always think about that. I love that. I adore that. My last Hulu pick is also, I would say, a classic. Is William Friedkin, The French Connection, mm-hmm. starring Royal Tenenbaum as Popeye Doyle, a detective who is kind of based on a real guy. Um, he is a detective, and there are bad guys who have a French connection. There's amazing chases through the streets of New York. They did not have permits. They were just doing it like lunatics. Yeah. And it stands up. The chase scenes, at the very least, are unbelievable. Every time I watch it, my eyes go wide because even when I'm thinking about it, my eyes are wide because I'm just thinking about some of the crazy shit. There's a scene where they sort of wheel around a Mack truck as they go through a red light. That really happened. That Mack truck didn't know that was happening. No. They almost killed, like, some stunt guys. And then they went Paul Walker and Vin Diesel in their mind. It was like, you going to do this. And then just went around it. And notice how you couldn't understand what I just said because that is all the Fast and the Furious movies and the dialogue from Paul Walker or Vin Diesel in which you cannot understand a goddamn thing that they say. I don't know if this is good or bad, but I don't think you have any of those crazy car action movies like the later ones without the French connection. Was that maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like by the time Fast and Furious came around, the people who knew French connection didn't know or just... No, I'm just saying that I think that's one of the truly the first ones that starts the crazy American driving. It started with bullets. I know, but they're around the same time. They're kind of coming out, you know what I'm saying? They're, they start this early 70s kind of craze of doing cool car chase scenes. And those two movies, like you said, Bullet and The French Connection are the two that almost start this entirely different genre of crazy action car movies. And if you've never seen it, there's also a great chase scene in which he runs a guy down in Queens, I don't know, and then shoots him, and that's the poster. So I'm not spoiling anything. That is usually the poster of him popping a guy on the elevated train in Brooklyn or Queens right as he gets to the top of the platform. So also, uh, Royal Tenenbaum acting his ass off, as always, never turns in bad work. Miss Gene Hackman more than Miss Most of Family. Instead of in dead, just come out of retirement. He's just retired. Do he's, like one more good movie and then stop. He doesn't even have like a Rick Moranis excuse. He isn't like, oh, my wife died and I need to raise my kids. No, he's just like, I just don't care anymore. He is old as fuck. He is old as fuck. Yeah. That is true. All right, team. Well, those are our Hulu picks. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say... They're good, but of all the streaming services, I think Hulu might be the weakest <laughs> in the movie choices. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, there's like seven more movies worth watching that we, there didn't, are, that we didn't mention. There are. There are. But I would say on all the other streaming No, I mean like in total. <laughs> oh, in total. Yes. Not like seven between us. Right. Yes. Like seven worth that's, watching in total. And that's it. Whereas yeah. all the other ones, these are just five picks of, you know, another 30 or 40 <laughs> that we yeah, think exactly. you should watch at least. So, all right. Well- Thanks, guys. You know, we're going to be here the entire thing during the cholera shutdown, and we're with you. We love you. Stay strong. Like and subscribe. Hit us up on all your classic podcast favorites. Tell your friends. And remember, while you were trapped inside, to do drugs and have a good time. We'll see you in a little bit.